Episode 129, Hella Black. You know, thank y'all for supporting. Go tap in with Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud. You know, there's been a few reviews since we've been begging and pandering for them. Yeah. On Spotify so, or? Um, I don't know. I just get, I have this like uh, email. I think it was Apple Podcasts actually. That's fire. Where I get emails, some of them. So I appreciate y'all taking that time. Whatever you was doing while you was listening and uh, pulling out the review and giving that five-star review. You feel me? If that wasn't you and you ain't done it yet, go give that five-star review. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, subscribe wherever you are. You know what I'm saying? And support the real. Go to our Patreon. You feel me? Support. We need some more support on our Patreon. Patreon.com slash Pod. You know, we've been... That five We've been consistent, though. That's what I'm saying. We've been... Episode after episode, we've been on Patreon. You've had... You know, this is episode 129, but you've had 128. You had 127 up early, you feel me? You had 126 up early, you feel me? So, tap in. You know what I'm saying? We provide providing content week in and week out. I'm talking about the what we need to do as, as new Africans, as black people living in this country. You know what I'm saying? How we need to organize, ultimately free the land from Euro-American control, because that's our human right to do so. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking. We got two new uh, ratings. That 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 goes a long way, especially as we try to compete. I was reading. Uh, I was reading this this article about podcasting, right? And it was saying how so much is like. I mean, like we like we know about all industries is all concentrated with the top like conglomerates, right? Um, and so to combat that, we need our People support. People support that. You know what I'm saying? And so a review does go a long way in terms of um, combating the algorithm and putting us, the so-called algorithm, which we call capitalist <laughs> capitalism. You feel me? Um, capitalist capitalist controlled psychological programming. You know what I'm That's what an algorithm is. Oh, yeah. how psychological we, programming, for How real. we combat that is y'all's undying support through streams and, you know, um, comments and like so go ahead and do that continue to do that thank y'all for y'all support and just know that if you subscribe to patreon you get extended cuts you know this isn't the full episode that you're listening to right now yeah, extended cuts and early access you know what i'm saying there was a time where we had three unreleased episodes up on our patreon you feel me so tap in support you know and, and, and one of the reviews they said uh black joy was they one of their favorite parts <laughs> Uh, of the pod, so you know we gotta kick it off with this black joy before we get into this episode. You know what I'm saying? Where we gonna talk about gun control, or so-called gun control, so-called gun control, because, so-called uh, gun violence. You know, it's what these liberals love is uh, and violence, but their ideology is inherently violent. But you know, we gotta start off with some joy first. So, do we, are we gonna read folks joy, or do we not have new ones? I don't think we had too many new ones. All right. What's your joy? Mine? Dude, tomorrow, both my... I got two siblings graduating from high school, ghetto twins. Don't got the same mom and daddy, but they're the same age. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, shout out to my sister and younger brother. I'm Juice, man. And then on Friday... You know, for the first time, I'm gonna have all my siblings on my dad's side under one roof. Like that has never ever happened, never happened. And so, you know, God willing, it it can actually happen this time. 
And then, you know, when we come back and we record, we're going to have something that we're going to be able to share with people, the ultimate black joy, you know. So just looking forward to this graduation tomorrow uh, and then having my family over on Friday. And yesterday was this week. Nothing has changed this week in terms of what, we, what, what we're doing organizing, but for some reason it's just resonating a little different. I think it's because of what I'm reading, you know, um, or what we're all reading in conjunction, right? I can say that. I'm reading the Che Congo, Che's diary in the Congo, and then you facilitated the um, FBI war on Tupac yeah, Shakur, and then Asada, right? So like, I think just like diving into all those texts again in collaboration with the Mobile Clinic uh, and Hot Meal Distro, we just did Pat this past Sunday, and then the following day, um, the Asada cadre, and then the day after that, doing some garden stuff. And then your class, and then today we got the nonviolent communication training. It's just like that's all. Just seeing the consistent programming, the consistent, the consistent. It's always like programming and PE are always like neck and neck with us. And that's since literally since the since its inception, right? Coming on our five year, like the program is birth of our PE. Hella black, you know what I'm saying? So it's just. I think as we continue, it's a dialectical you know, connection yeah, for between real, the programming and the political as, edu- as education, we to the ideological that, training. You know, you're gonna see a. We'll, we'll continue to see quantitative. Yeah, you know the impacts. Yeah. The, the impacts on the, on ourselves as individuals, the impacts on the organization, that's the impact on the community and the movement. And so I'm just excited about family stuff. I'm, I'm joyful about family stuff and program related stuff, movement stuff. Yeah. Now we've been putting a lot of work in. Sometimes it's a. Uh, We'd be on autopilot, or at least myself, I'd be on autopilot just getting things done. And sometimes you don't always reflect on all the variety of things that are going on or the growth, you feel me? And that's that's one thing I was for sure reflecting on yesterday was like a lot of the growth, especially looking at like old photos, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. finding old photos, you're like, we've been doing this for a minute, <laughs> doing it for a minute and just being able to see the evolution, you know what I'm saying? Being in a warehouse and be like, wow, <laughs> we used to... Do this off Ashby <laughs> in your kitchen, you know what I'm saying? It's the like, evolution part is the is the most important because there have been a bunch of groups that like started the same year as us or started and are still around, but have made no, you know, they've devolved in terms of like investing back into um, t- all all aspects and apparatuses of the state, whether it be the education, whether it be the police, you know what I'm saying? And so like, and then you just have groups that just straight up disappeared. And so uh, the evolution part is probably what's most important with yeah. us. Like you see like- They didn't always disappear, they just uh, reappeared in yeah. electoral politics. Some of them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm even looking like, the, the other day I was looking, you know, and it was like a piece that came out in early 2021 where we were naming survival programs. And then now, you know, 15 months later, you just see us harping on decolonization, decolonization, you know what I'm saying? Like you are able to see the literal evolution of the organization, which I think is not just the the like growth, but like the actual political evolution, right? In our analysis and way that the way that we speak, the way that we come to understand the world and it's directly reflected in our programming, which is the whole point of all of this. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my joy has been, you know, we we've been watching uh, boxing back to back weekends, uh Tank and Haney coming out with the wins. So I, that was definitely a, a good time. You know, I, growing up, I didn't watch too much boxing. I watched, I remember watching like some of Floyd's fights, uh, but I watched more. I was watching more like UFC. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, for sure, been getting into more boxing and watching them fights. But uh, yeah, shout out to Annie and Tank. <laughs> it's wild because the way we do it, like at our house, is what was going on at my grandpa's house. You yeah. feel me? Like, and he had 
remember like the back area that we had went yeah. to the other day? There used to be, you see how it's like kind of like the empty space before you go up the stairs to the back house? Yeah. Like that was like a man cave that he built. You feel me? So like we used to all be in there watching Mike Tyson. You feel me? Watching uh, Antonio Tarver, Bernard Hopkins, Gotti, uh, Winky Wright. You feel me? Lennox Lewis. Like, so it's like- <laughs> We're doing the same. It's the same, it's the same stuff. Yeah. Boxing is making a comeback. No, nah, for real though. Mm. And it's, it's some young new Africans at, at the That's top. That's the best part. You feel me? That's the best part. Young new Africans, you feel me? Haney going to Australia and whooping that- that uh, Ozzy Spartan, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, Tank, Tank whooping that uh, <laughs> Rolly, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Just going to call him Rolly. <laughs> would it be like a, a defected Cuban? What do they call it? Defected, uh, the Cubano, or I don't yeah. know, what do they call the... Uh, the anti-Castro? Uh, the anti-Castro anti Cuban. Yeah. Oh, God. It's funny, though. Like, I mean, we, talk about, we was talking about propaganda last night in the class, right? And it's like... The last three, the last so with Ugas and with uh Roly Castro and Cuba were brought up t both times. Like, oh, we, he swam from Cuba and the Americans took good care of him. You got he found he found refuge at Guantanamo Bay. You know, like, what I'm, like nigga, what? That is a <laughs> wild thing to say. Refuge like they literally in Guantanamo Bay. Said, I know that's what I'm. <laughs> Ugas is like, yeah, you know, like in Cuba, you can't do this, you can't do that. And it's like, bro, come on. You know, but it's always the God of American freedom. America, like we got, we can't. America is where we found our freedom. Ameri we build American our freedom is uh, pay per view. <laughs> Not knowing that yo sub yo, you know, neo colonial subjugation that you experienced in Cuba was because of America, America, because the media conglomerate, yeah. Showtime. <laughs> like you watching boxing, the niggas is anti Castro, <laughs> Showtime Sports. But when you understand who runs Showtime Sports, you feel me? It's the niggas who. Benefit from the embargo. It's the CIA. You know what I'm saying? But it's the CIA and their assets and their agents. Shout out Haney. We got to get you on the pod, bro. Yeah. It ain't sure nothing are. but a few degrees of separation between us all. So. Yeah. Got to get him to a program, too. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Show y'all Black Joy. You feel me? Drop your... Y'all was doing good for a minute, dropping Black Joy in the well, comments. At least to our patrons, like, come on, patrons, you know, like y'all, elevated man. level of community. You feel like we is, it's okay to have expectations. Like we got expectations for y'all to engage with us. You know, like, just, it's, it's our community expectations for the pies for y'all to share y'all joy with us. Come on, even if it ain't, even if you ain't black, you, you post your joy. You know what I'm saying? If it's Black Joy, it's Black Joy. If it's Joy, it's Joy. You feel me? Got to cultivate them experiences. You feel me? Because it's, it's a lot going on in this world. It's important that we. You know, again, uh, optimism as a discipline and finding joy as part of that. Uh, it's wild because, like, with all the because you speak about it and you're like, oh, now you live it back in some way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you, your psych, uh, your mind, psycho psychologically, you feel me? You, you kind of reliving it in some way. And it's it's hard to have optimism when, like, yo, if you, you know. The material conditions of your colonial subjugation are enough in itself to bring you down, but then you have the media pumping all these very intentional uh, images to you to bring you down, to make you scared, to make you angry. And then you go on Instagram and the psych psychology behind that makes you oftentimes feel less than or compare yourself to another person based off of what they showing you on Instagram. Or then you go on your explore page, you feel me, and it's all this materialist things you know what i'm saying and it's that's part of the psychology you know 
they want to control our narratives and we're seeing it again with the recent mass shootings and i haven't been following the mass shootings i don't know what there were multiple over this past weekend and what they're looking to do is control the narratives which is why you see in the response to the mass shootings what happens the nba finals and you get the players wearing in gun violence shirts which which i think uh you know it's a very altruistic effort right like i think those people like people are hurting right now so they're responding their response is like i'm gonna bring attention to something i'm gonna speak out on something but what we know about fascists is that they co-opt right and so they warp language they co-opt they distract you from what's really going on and so the fact that if we look at uh buffalo we look at uh texas where you have Buffalo, let's say Buffalo, for example. Buffalo, for sure, where, like, bruh had the white com- the white nationalist manifesto, right? The neo-Nazi. The neo-Nazi, but they, the they signs, you, know, yeah. you know, like, they don't want to make it about white supremacy. Now it's all about gun control, gun violence. And then they get to the point where it's now it's like they're shifting it to black folks, where it's like, yo, we need these gun buybacks. Like, <laughs> But we saw that, what are we, the... How fast the narrative changed. Quick. From the in like Buffalo two weeks. shooting, you feel me, from neo-Nazi attack, then the Texas shooting happened, and then a week later, it's end gun violence, gun buyback programs, turning it back on the people who were colonized, us. And it's, it's important Versus that, understanding yeah. where the violence is all coming from, which is the state. This white nationalist, neo-Nazi, settler colonial nation that they call America. It's very multifaceted, right? It's It's... One of the angles is to increase police presence. Like, this is the perfect response to police abolition, to the all cops are bad. This is the perfect response. Like, who else is going to protect y'all? Even though it was 18, however many police banging it out with that, with the person in uh, Texas and didn't stop shit, right? Um, this is like, we, they have to instill this fear in us. They have to instill this fear in us. Like, look, if it's motherfuckers out there with guns, everybody, as opposed to the white supremacists are out there with guns. It's, you know, we need, there's just, all these shootings are happening. Everybody's doing it. It's black, white, whatever, right? And then you also have um, what you what you just named. Like now, let's buy the guns back. Let's let's give our guns back. Um, and yeah, it's 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 very multifaceted, and you have to you have to be able to peel the layers back, which most folks aren't able to do because of what they got to get up and go to work because they want to escape because they're afraid, right? And it's, it's important that we peel, peel the layers back and see exactly what is at the root of all this stuff. And no matter where you trace it to, right? Like, we know that they bring up the black, black violence in the black community. The black community is a part of the, is uh, a neo-colony here on this set, in, on, in this settler colony, right? And so thus, this being a very violent settler colony, there's going to be violence in our community, right? It's just like, that's just what it violence. is. It's violence in every community that's in this settler I mean, colony. was talking about that in Wretched the Earth. It's period. You know, you can't escape it. Colonizers going to be first try violence out on each other before they end up eventually turning the violence on the people and the systems who put the violence in their community in the first place. But if you trace back the violence, it all goes back to white supremacist capitalist colonial subjugation. You feel me? It's just like we're just a byproduct. It's the byproduct of this system. The violence that leads to, you feel me, black folks shooting each other is the same violence that leads to is birth of the same system, white supremacist system that leads to, you know, uh, a cracker sitting in a church in the South for four hours doing Bible study and then killing all the elders. Like, that's all can be traced back to white supremacist capitalist imperialism. You feel me? And so we have to, if you ain't speaking on those things, then you misleading the people. 
You know what I'm saying? And if you aren't speaking on those things, you have to understand how you yourself have been misled, especially NBA players, right? Like you being you being used as a prop. You know what I'm saying? Like you. That's you, a neocolonial. It's how prop. you get Kevin Garnett wearing a Ukraine flag on the day of his uh, indu- induction into the Celtics Ring of Honor. Uh, he can't probably tell you shit about the Azov Battalion and that they Nazis and that Nazis would have had your ass hanging from a tree. But you wearing that, the Nazis do have us hanging from trees. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the same. The Nazis was kicking them African students off of the buses. But you went, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, it's, it's, the, it's the game, the warping of the mind that the mass media will play. And we got to be conscious of it. Because for us, as new Africans, this has daily, daily consequences uh, if we aren't aware of the root causes of what's going on. Yeah, because a lot of people, what they're doing now is putting the state as a solution. You feel me? Rather than understanding that the state is the problem and removing the state is the solution. So, and gun violence, what does that actually mean? Because you are still putting and propping up the state as a solution to ending gun violence when the state itself is responsible for mass <laughs> violence through the military industrial complex, through the, through the police industrial complex, through the psychological rhetoric to, <laughs> to capitalism, to colonialism, to imperialism. Where did you see the mass spike in in uh, new African violence against one another? The crack the crack epidemic. How did crack get here? How did the guns get here for us to kill each other? Who was doing that? The Central Intelligence Agency. <laughs> when Matulu and, and Tupac and Saniyaka Shakur, you feel me, with, with the Thug Life Code and was building unity amongst Crips and Bloods, they had literally every single intelligence agency. They had the National Guard, they had the Army, they had the CIA, they had the FBI, they had different task forces. All to stop gang unity between Bloods and Crips. Uh, we, need, we, need, <laughs> we need to have a pact, right? Where we're like, yo, we, not gonna, we, need to, we need to put a cease to the end of new African violence against one another. We do need to do, we like, no bullshit. But and who stops that? It, it, won't, it, it won't be, it won't be uh, something that's going to be facilitated by the same people who benefit from that violence, i.e. the capitalists, right? The, i.e. the pigs who benefit from shackling us up and putting us in jail, right? Like, it won't be facilitated by them. It will be facilitated amongst ourselves, which is why we talk so much about class struggle and unity, mm-hmm. right? National unity, because it's going to take what, what Matulu, Monster Cody, and Pac was doing, right? Where you get the gangs, by look at, bro, we're not doing this violence against each other no more. We can't sell this, you know what I'm saying? We're not fucking with the police. That's what it's going to look like. And that's the smart way to go, because it's not... Let's say we do let the police facilitate it, right? What happens when they take all our guns and they do what they did to Breonna Taylor and kick in the door? And we know the fact that the only reason why her boyfriend is alive to this day is because he was able to shoot back. back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like, so we know that we know the history. Well, what he gets erased from this, like in gun violence, is uh, the racist police killings. Like though that rhetoric is never that 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 not rhetoric that uh, material reality is never mentioned. You know, it's like. Why would we give the guns yeah. to the people that's killing us as new Africans? That don't make no sense. And this is all a part of the psychological operation that's been going on since, you know, forever. But specifically, if we look in like this Black Lives Matter movement uh, where Mike Brown was killed, Oscar Grant was killed, the, the, the names, the, the many names of people who have been killed. Right. We could go on and on with all the names. But that's part of the state now forcibly trying to change the appearance of what is happening. And what do they do? It's okay, now it ain't, it ain't about police violence no more. Now it's about inner city violence. 
You feel me? That's that. That is part of the operation. Oh, and gun violence. You ain't talking about and gun violence by the police. You talking about and gun violence in the various communities. Not realizing that it's the police. It's the CIA. Shoot, was Suge Knight? <laughs> Who gave Suge Knight all the guns? CIA to kick back off <laughs> to kick back off war. a whole gang war. So who was stopping the gang war? New African revolutionaries. When there was a gang war going after Pac's uh, assassination, who stopped it? it? Was the activists? It was the organizers saying, "Nah, this this is different. <laughs> put, put a stop to it." So it's always going to be the people who put a stop to it. It ain't ever going to be the state because the state benefits from Black Death. You feel me? They benefit from it all. Why would they ever try and stop it? That's why all these ceasefire. You know, even in Oakland, they have the, what the Department of Violence Prevention. They stand toe in toe with the police. I mean, it's just an arm. Of, it's just, a, it's just. <laughs> you feel me? It's just an arm of fascism, yeah. and it's an arm of the state. So these, you know, you have these, you know, church leaders and saying, "Oh, stop ceasefire." We stand with the police, like, bro, you standing with the police? They don't care about this violence ending, because if this violence ends, their job ends. They don't get funding when things are when there's no violence. <laughs> <laughs> their funding increases. So they always want to keep it in a, a perpetual state of violence. So let's say like this. But people don't really truly believe in gun control, right? Even the liberals, you know, they say gun control. They don't truly believe in gun control. Because if they truly believed in gun control, that means the state wouldn't have guns either. They just mean guns for certain people. Guns for the state, guns for the police, guns for the army, guns for the military. Look so you, you don't care about ending violence at all. <laughs> you don't care about ending gun violence at all. You just care about it happening here, which means you don't care about the imperialist wars of America, the neo-colonies that America has set up. You don't care about none of that violence, but you only care about this because it, you know, quote unquote affects you. But it don't even, <laughs> you know. Let's look in. So this is what I mean when I say like we have to be cautious of what narratives they're pu- they're pushing onto us. The narratives of the fo- of the police being a facilitator of peace amongst communities. The narrative of, po- of police protecting uh, communities. The narrative of pigs. Um, the narrative of 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 gun violence that exists outside of police killings being the real problem. When we look at shit. And from the Washington Post, this is their own media saying this, right? You had more shooting. You had police shot and killed 1,055 people in 2021. That's the highest since the Washington Post began tracking the shootings in 2015. So this is coming off of the uprisings of 2020, right? And then in terms of mass shootings in... 2021, you had, let me see, I'm trying to, 21, when is this article written? So in 2021, by June, you had 280 people who had been killed as a result of mass shootings. That's nowhere near, and if the that's at the end of the year. I'm sure we didn't get close to as many, uh, 1,055 people, 1,055 people getting shot and killed by the police. So this is narratives. When you know that the police, in fact, kill more people than mass shootings do, why isn't the in gun violence shirts popping off every day when the pigs is popping somebody up? If you did the math, it's 365 days in a year, but that's two people. <laughs> <laughs> that's two people a day that the pigs is popping. 
and it's killing more than that. You know what I'm saying? Like if you do the math, yeah, it, ain't a, yeah, it is more than that. <laughs> Damn near four <laughs> a day that the pigs is killing, but you don't see the the shirts being made. You don't of see. No, not. You don't see. Who needs to be turning their guns is Because when you say un- and gun violence, <laughs> you really turning their guns is the pigs to us, to the yeah. community, because we clearly need the protection. Because it's a psychological op. That's what it all is. That's what it all is. It takes the, again, it's that propaganda. It's the psychological programming. Because even after this consciousness movement has been going on, a lot of people still think the police are justified in the violence they use. Even a lot of people say un- and gun violence. I think. A I lot mean, a lot of folks still say like, "Well, well, well, where, well, where were the police?" They, you know, like people still view them as a justifiable option. You know, as a. But, I mean, shit, they might. You never know who they're gonna pull up. You had a situation where I remember. It's, it's it's sad because there are so many of these cases, but this was what twenty twenty one, when that one guy called uh, the pigs for a domestic dispute that he was witnessing, and they pulled up and popped him. Yeah. He was trying to stop the dispute or something, too. Yeah. He was, like, trying to intervene, and he got popped by the police. What was the shirts then? When was they... When, he, they need to be turning their guns in, not not new African teens who y'all really trying to get. They want they want, they want want teens who are more likely to get harassed by the pigs to turn their guns in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's why, you know, I ain't going to get into conspiracy theories, but... A lot of this shit giving uh, is looking like an op. I mean, this whole thing is an op. <laughs> I mean, all yeah, yeah you feel the me? whole like, thing it's, is it's op. not it's not conspiracy. Oh, yeah. It's not, I mean, when we look at what they, what they're doing, these are the same folks who was trying to figure out how to get a fungus into Fidel Castro's scuba suit. So you know, like MK Ultra, is it really that far out to think? No, nah, it's not. That I they mean, would run an operation this long and this deep? No. Didn't they say they plan out for centuries? How they gonna control things? Yeah. <laughs> so, really? I mean, sure. Yeah. It ain't. When you understand that, we can't put any, we can't put anything past them, bro. That's a fact. We can't. We can't put, put anything, anything past the state. There's people who was memorizing folks' handwriting to send letters via the in the Panthers. Yeah. <laughs> you can't, like, can't put nothing can't past put them. anything past them. That, that's what it is because you had this terrorist attack, Buffalo night that went out of the media just like that, and then what happens now? The whole message is transformed to end gun violence when it's actually in white supremacist violence. Because what you had is the Texas shooting. You had a a Mexican person go into a school and murder and kill kids and teachers. Now that changes the narrative of these mass shootings. Oh, it isn't white supremacist violence. Even though only white supremacist, settler, colonial, capitalist, imperialist violence can birth a mass shooter like what happened in Texas. Yeah. The fact of the matter is that that Texas shooter, it wasn't just this lone wolf situation as the media tries to portray it. You know, even Dylan Roof was portrayed. Oh, it's a lone wolf type of shooter. Oh, the, the Buffalo shooter apple. is a, the one a lone apple. wolf. It's like, no, they're actually produced out of right-wing white supremacist neo-Nazi fringe groups. <laughs> they're the produced out of law enforcement. They're produced out of Literally the uh In Buffalo, even in the media, they're talking about, oh, how a, a federal, a former federal police officer was in communication with the shooter beforehand. Talking about tactics. And we know that a lot of times these former... Federal police or former police, what do they do? They end up working in intelligence agencies later in their career. They end up getting recruited by the FBI, recruited by the CIA, and working in clandestine operations. 
to where they're purposely doing these attacks. That that eighteen year old kid, that eighteen year old uh, in, in Texas, he was trained. <laughs> I mean, that's just he the simple trained. facts show you that. Yeah, the facts. fact that he was able to remain calm and switch clips and barricade and that's not that's not just pure talent. <laughs> like that's not just pure talent, bro. That's training. Like, we've been to ranges. We've seen what people do when they do practical when they do practical training. It's shit like that. It is shit like that. So we're talking about body armor. We're talking about multiple clips, exchanging gunfire with police, moving, changing clips, barricading himself, shooting, still barricading himself, firing back. It wasn't just someone who just went, you know, they said, oh, he just bought two AR-15s and went and did that. No, he was using AR-15s way before that. (laughs) That's a fact. So now the question is, who trained him? Who trained him to do what he did? That type of tactical training, you only get from former military, former police, or these right-wing groups who were trained by former military, former police. And when you know this... And then we see all of the discrepancies with the police, the police refusing to talk to (laughs) investigators. You see the story starting to change. You see all the mass propaganda coming out about... The shooter, all this disinformation, that is tell that is a sign of op. That is a sign because you have so much information out there you don't know what to believe. Then boom, that, that's what they do. The finals. Then boom. The new movie. And gun violence. Out. Then boom. Oh, Steve Kerr is gonna cry on TV. Matthew McConaughey at the goddamn White House. Paid actors, paid Hollywood actors for the state to come out and now it's and gun violence. Twenty twenty two, right? And even getting it, close to twenty twenty four, getting the same time elections. as elections. And this is what this is what I'll say. Like <laughs> part even, of the op. Even if, and this is what like the part. Like these might be, let's say, Curry McConaughey, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, let's say that they're, they might really have good intentions, but they are being used as pawns. And so we have to call out the contradictions and say, no, this is not what you really need to be. You need to be saying this because what does it mean? Who's supposed to protect the new Africans, specifically for new African folks? Like, who's supposed to protect us? If the pigs is the one shooting us, and then you got these, these guerrilla neo-Nazi units, who is going to protect you? It's, you have to be, we have to be able to protect And now they want to take away all of the guns? You know, they want to... <laughs> like I, w- I would say, and like, again, this is why we say like black folks need to be getting armed, and we need to be getting organized and unified on a... On a human level. and ideological level, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it, I don't want to just see a bunch of poor new Africans running around with guns. No, I don't want that. Like, I, I don't want that, especially knowing that they're nothing but byproducts of their colonial subjugation, that they're dealing with so much pain and hurt and are going to, like, finance their taking out on each other before they take it out on the oppressor, right? We need what Pac and Matulu and Monster Cody were working on in terms of PACs. Like, yo, we're not going to use these guns against one another. They are, spe- they are specifically for our protection. And to keep each other alive. But we're the first step to that is political education for ourselves so that me and you and the organization know how to go out and talk to people and explain to them so that they can see, right? What Teresa says, the people need to be able to see their reality and make sense of it, right? We need to be able to explain this to a teacher to them. And then we need to have the decolonization programs that the folks can buy into and see that we, in fact, can govern ourselves, that we, in fact, can protect ourselves, and that we don't need to turn to the same people that, insha- that shackle us, that enslave us, that exploit, exploit our labor, that send us to these rundown schools, that have 
uh, lead in the water, you know, chemicals in the water, toxins in the water. We don't need them. We need to be here. This is why we point back to class struggle for national unity all the time, because that is the first step to getting people to realize, yo, this is all a facade. This is white colonial subjugation. We, in fact, it's not gun violence. It's white supremacist violence. The fact that I have to turn my gun against my brothers because of our subjugation, because of our poverty, is because it goes back to the plantation of us hating each other, of me having to lash you or they going to castrate me, of me having to lash her or they going to kill the baby inside of her. Me having to hang him or they gonna hang me. Like that's we that we talking about centuries of that. Of course we're gonna have violence amongst each other. We're gonna heal from that though. We're gonna organize ourselves. We're gonna unify ourselves and we're gonna turn all that energy against the people putting us in the situation the right in person. the first you place. We're gonna get there. It's happened already. And that's that's the ultimate measure of right. healing. <laughs> that's the ultimate measure of healing. But that we have to just call out the contradictions of gun control. You know, all these uh we're gonna see an increase you know, every hood, every hood, there's this gun buyback program where you had a police oftentimes partnering with a so-called community organization to buy back guns. A misled organization. A misled organization. You know, organization who really do want to stop seeing their babies killed. You know what I'm Who really do. But they misled because their lack of political analysis, political understanding. And now they're working with the police. And now they're buying back those guns. And then what is the police doing? <laughs> Probably using them as throwaways when they kill people, <laughs> as we know historically and currently. And also, they test them for ballistics and all, all everything, just buying it back. <laughs> they test them for crimes. Now, people's getting locked up potentially. People's getting framed. So, the state will never be the solution. Giving away our guns is never the solution. Gun control is not the solution. We have to become our own liberators. That's that is the solution. That is the solution. That's the way we truly can become and heal ourselves. That's what's going to have to happen. But the state, yeah. <laughs> relying on the state, relying on the narratives that the state is pushing, that's the thing you got to ask yourself is where is this narrative? You hear and gun violence, what does that actually mean? You know, like breaking down these slogans that the state uses. Oh, we need gun control now. What does gun control actually mean? For it the new African only, only community. Only the pigs can have the guns. Pigs. Only the white nationalists can have the guns. Because <laughs> they ain't giving up their guns. We know the white nationalists is all inherently through the police. These neo-Nazis are all through the police departments, all through the military. And we've seen with, with the Panthers. Panthers was <laughs> open carrying in California with what they do. The Mulford Act. Now the NRA says you can't open carry guns. And now we see Gavin Newsom... <laughs> Oh, we're going to have the largest gun buyback program. Joe Biden talking about banning assault rifles. It ain't never, it ain't never. Them, them whites is not giving up their guns. It ain't so never the former white, it ain't never the, the white, former white military person. It's never the white niggas that you see on the, on the YouTube shooting. It's never them there. Never, ever, ever. You don't see gun back, buyback programs in uh, <laughs> Redding, California. You don't. <laughs> <laughs> but you see him in the San Francisco, yeah, and New African communities, communities where there's people of color. You don't see gun buyback programs in Orange County. You feel me? It's so it's the way to shift it because it's not even addressing the real problem. You ain't seeing it. It ain't New Africans running in and, and sitting in the uh, what what do you call them? Uh, where do Jewish white Jewish people be going for the temples? What is it called? Synagogue. The synagogue. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> 
You're gonna have to edit this now. Okay. You don't see you don't see new Africans running in synagogues and killing people, bro. You don't. So why is the response to a white supremacist waving a swastika? Why is the response to go into the new African community and, and say we need guns. to buy back goods? Bro, that's propaganda that's shifting the narrative. Why is it yeah, why, why is that the response? That don't even make no sense. Make no sense at all. Gun control is fascism. <laughs> you ain't got. Yeah, I'm not gonna speak on this, but yeah, it is. It's it's racism, and again, we say racism, capitalism, imperialism. You get fascism. That's just that's what it is. Like, why is it? It's shifting the blame. It's somehow it always comes back to the niggas is the problem. Like <laughs> the colonized subject bro, is the problem. Even even the coach for the Celtics. He was like, it's too much violence in our communities, you know? And he referenced black folks. What the fuck this guy's to do with us? Nigga, like, you in Boston, home of um, Minutemen racist, and this is what you got to say? But, like, I'm just like, how is when your that? fans is calling you nigger? But I'm, my thing is, like, again, it's, it's misguided, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, he's for sure probably didn't lost people to this shit like yeah. we all have, you know? But, like, it's, that again, that programming to constantly blame self. To, like, what do somebody waving a swastika Going into a black community, or what is a white man waving a swastika going to the black community? How did that get shifted into there's so much violence in our communities with black folks? Yeah, the 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 the, the white violence that's coming into our shit. That's the problem. Straight up, the white violence. That's what's coming into our shit. Come the society on, we live in. Don't let them don't let them warp our minds with narratives, man. We can't we can't let we can't allow that. We gotta speak to the objective. Like like Jalil said, free your mind, your ass gonna follow. Don't be subjugated to the indoctrination of this white supremacist nation into the psychology of the white supremacist nation. Free your mind. Free your mind from thinking the state is the solution. The community is the solution. The people are the solution. We are the solution. We are our own liberators. Not them. They never will be. <laughs> Africa and America. Diametrically opposed. Completely opposed, though. Completely opposed. And always will be. It will always be up with the state. That's a fact. Hella black. 